0: It is July the second, year two thousand eleven. I hope you're all doing well. It is a little warm out here in California, but that's okay. We got Christmas in July. We got the Fourth of July. We got everything to make everything good around here. Here on Yesterday USA, I'm Wong Cruz. Hope you're all doing super duper well, and we got goodies for you tonight. And I hope you call in. So, um. Just thinking, what the play first? I got an idea, but we're going to surprise everybody when I grab it. Anyway, let's do the thing that we love to do here, share our prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for the glorious weekend that we celebrate the country's birth so many years ago. Thank you for the opportunity of living in this country. Bless all the listeners supporters of this station. Lord. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Okay, we're gonna get Patricia on the line and I'm gonna play the first trivia tonight. What who is this? Who is this speaking, everybody? We'll give a call.
1: On his way to be inaugurated in 1861, Abraham Lincoln stopped by Independence Hall in Philadelphia and said, I have never had a feeling politically that did not spring from the sentiments embodied in the Declaration of Independence. I have often pondered over the dangers which were incurred by the men who framed and adopted the Declaration, pondered over the toils that were endured by the officers and men of the army who achieved that independence. I have often inquired of myself, What great principle or idea was it that kept this confederacy so long together? My name does not matter. These are not my hands. This is not my musket. At Concord, Bunker Hill, at Long Island, at Yorktown. Yorktown, Virginia, October 19. They're starved, they're beaten, they surrender, these British. So they put on new uniforms. My Lord, I'm tired. I ache to go home to Boston. It's all over now. Seven long years out of my life. 1781. I'll be 41 next month. Revere can be a silversmith again. But what am I going to do? There's Washington. God bless him. How much we piled on his back. And Knox, our general of artillery. I wonder if he'll reopen his bookstore in Boston. We're free. It doesn't seem possible that we've won, that we've held together so long. Our last king, poor George, out of his mind, wandering about his palace like a lost soul. But he was a grand figure once, so splendid in 65. 65. It was a year of anxiety for us. Yes, his majesty was splendid so was Windsor Castle and his majesty's favorite is swan ship at Kew Gardens and so was the national debt of 130 million pounds sterling they boast these English of their new empire which Pitt has won for them in his seven years war but who'll pay for it everywhere I go Englishmen seem to think themselves a piece of sovereign over America our subjects in the colonies that's all I hear as I listen to this Grenville, the king's minister in commons, the bleeding shepherd, they call him, I see little hope for us. The king and his Tories mean to enforce their "buy british only policy that's ruining us. If only Pitt, our friend, were back in power. He and Edmund Burke and Charles Fox strive valiantly for us, for the rights of man everywhere, but to no avail. I'm going home. My fellow Boston merchants have wasted their money sending me here to protest. Ben Franklin's brought me word of the new stamp tax bill. Good Lord. Intercepted by the British. It's unbelievable. They're forcing us to Halifax, not Boston. A trumped-up smuggling charge. Judged, fined, prize money for the Navy, no trial by jury, that's justice for you. Boston at last. Can't get the Admiralty Court out of my mind. You never realize what a trial by jury means until they take it away from you. Off for home. My friend and neighbor Paul Revere tells me there's a boycott on. No more buy british Gloves, expensive gowns. I wonder what my wife will say to that. No more lamb. No more imported beer, she'll say, like those Philadelphians are doing. Paul's persuasive. Tomorrow, I ride with him to Virginia for our Committee of Correspondence. This young Virginia lawyer, Patrick Henry, shocks me with his defiant resolves. George is still my king. But that Virginians should only tax Virginians, this I believe. New York and our first Congress. We meet on Wall Street. Resolved that the colonies should only tax colonists. This too we believe. We spread our declaration of American rights everywhere. What is an American? I cannot
0: say. And I hope you recognize that wonderful speaking voice came from a record album from 1966.
2: Hello, Patricia. Oh, hi, Walden. Merry Christmas and all that kind of stuff.
0: Isn't that good stuff like that there?
2: Stuff like that there. We missed you. You did. Yeah, we did. Well, I was on the air. Well. Sort of. Wasn't quite the same. No,
0: it wasn't the same. It wasn't quite
2: the same. It's nice to have you back, sir.
0: Thank you, my dear.
2: And we've got Fourth of July stuff.
0: Ah, uh, we sure do.
2: And Christmas
0: stuff. We sure do.
2: This is our first weekend of Christmas in July. In yeah. case somebody wasn't listening. <laughs> and we don't want to know who that is. But we have Christmas in July, and Walden is working on having Christmas 12 months a year, but for now we're going to have to settle for a month in the middle.
0: Yeah, I guess I sneak it if anybody know, ever noticed right around Thanksgiving time, probably before into January, so, yes. so people really know. Yes. Won't <laughs> sneak it out there. And
2: stuff like that yes, there. That's right. As McGee would say, and stuff like that there. So hi, everybody. Happy July 2nd. We're coming up on the 4th of July. We have... Some really fun stuff. Walden has uh, a piece of music to play and I have a piece of history that goes along with it.
0: Should we take our first caller? Sure. Hello there, you're on air. Hello. Hi. Hi there. Hello.
2: Who are we talking with?
0: Hi there. Hello there. Can you hear us? Hello. Yes. Walden. Yes. This uh, Mark? Say again. This is John from Maryland. Yes. how are you? How are you doing, John? All right. Good. So did you recognize the voice? I'm supposed to guess the person speaking. That's right. That's the question.
3: It's
2: Ronald Reagan.
0: Very good. Very good. You're, you got good ears.
2: John, that was really good.
0: I, rec- I recognize his accent.
2: You know what? I did, too. Walden asked me while I was on hold, while he was playing that, and he and I were talking a little bit. He said, who is that? And he said a word, I think the word was uniform. I I listened for just those couple of words. I said, uniform, the way he pronounced it. I said, of course, that's Ronald Reagan. (laughs) You recognized it, too. He really did have an accent.
0: Well, it's the Midwestern accent, I guess.
2: Well, not necessarily an accent, but a very distinctive way of... Speaking. Like Jimmy Stewart didn't really have an accent, but boy, everybody knew it was Jimmy Stewart. That's true. Yeah. How are you doing, John? Hello? That's right. Uh, John, are you listening through your
0: computer or on the phone? I think John's hooking on a computer. No, he is. Hey, John, you want to you walk out of your room with the uh, computer, or turn the computer speakers down? That way you can hear us.
2: Yes, I'm doing fine. Good. John, um, yes. I don't know how to do this. John, you're listening to well, your... I'm listening <laughs> okay.
3: on the phone.
2: You're listening to your computer.
3: I'm listening on the computer.
2: Yes, you can't do that. Um, you can't listen to the computer and stay on the phone. You have to stay on the phone um, and but, ignore the computer.
0: Because the computer is like 30 seconds behind us. Let me turn it off. There
3: you go. Now you can hear me better. Is that correct?
2: Yep. That is correct. Uh, I think we're on time now. How are you doing? (laughs) I got a delay again. (laughs) Still didn't work. Oh, well. Um, John, are you on the phone?
0: You want to walk out of the room and take your your cell phone into another room, John, or turn the speaker down? That might help. out of the room okay that might help
2: all right well walden and i are waiting for john i can One... ronald reagan <laughs> yeah um john are, what kind of a phone are you on tonight please i think i've
3: lost you
0: oh well, well we can still hear you
2: you can still hear me
0: yeah we can we can
2: john i can how about you hang up and call us back i'm completely away from the computer
0: okay good so that should help.
2: We still have a terrible delay here. How about...
3: Well, I keep hearing Ronald Reagan.
2: Yeah, all right. Can you hang... That's because you're, you're getting some kind of a delay here. Um, John, can you hang up, please, and call us back?
0: Maybe that will help.
2: I can hear he's still... Maybe I better, maybe I better call you back. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good, John. Call us back. I can still hear his computer in the background, and that's what he's listening to. Not. not
0: oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. I think also, on his side of the board... I, I can pop Ronald Reagan down, and he can only hear it, so that might have been confu- confusing him. So maybe when he uh, calls back, I, I have killed that, so that will help.
2: So he was listening to everything? Yes. And Ronald Reagan was still playing? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, that was Ronald Reagan that Baldwin played for us, and... When John calls back and we have some chat with him, Walden has, I just, I'm so happy that I found this. The original delivery of God Bless America by Kate Smith, who sang it for the very first time on November 11th, 1938, for Armistice Day. And there's there's quite an interesting history that goes along with that. Um, Irving Berlin wrote the song.
0: Yep, our friend Jack Smith, who was a guest on my show, he was one of the backup singers. I hope that's John. Hello, Johnny, there? Yeah. Is this better? Okay, good. Are we better now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Alright, we had understand a... you before. Oh, okay, what the, the... You know what happened? I think I made a mistake and didn't uh, stop Ronald Reagan. I just turned him down, so you still heard it. No wonder you confused. You know, I had that delay... You
2: know. Yeah. It's, it's about 30 seconds, so we, we didn't... You know, it's like <laughs> you were over in Moscow, and we were here, <laughs> and we didn't quite make it. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing fine.
2: You yeah. had family visiting with you? What's that? You had Mail family visiting dialogue. with you?
3: Do you want to open yes, we're going to go there no, tomorrow. Open. We're going to have a little party tomorrow, and then we're going to have a, a 4th of July uh, party at my sister-in-law's house. The parade goes right by her house.
2: Oh, how fun! Is so it a big parade? We just
3: and watch the parade and holler at the politicians.
2: Is it, is it a big parade every year? What's that? Is it a big parade every year?
3: Yes, every year. It's, it's one of the largest and the uh, oldest uh, on the East Coast.
2: How interesting. And where is it located?
3: It's in Dundalk, Maryland. I think this is about the 70. Let's see, seventy-sixth or 77th year consecutive. Wow. So we're going to be there to, on uh, Monday, watch the parade with the with my relatives, the family from uh, South Dakota.
2: Oh, that! Oh, wow! That sounds like fun. Well, the theme tonight is Fourth of July memories. So, you're leading into that just beautifully. When you were a kid, what did you do for the 4th of July?
3: Well, first of all, we did watch the parade. In one year, 1942, my mother was in the parade as as, uh, Miss Liberty, and uh, she was on a float. In those days, they made beautiful floats out of real flowers, Uh and a a local florist sponsored it, and she was... uh, she portrayed the Statue of Liberty, really. She had to hold her hand up in the air with the torch, the whole route of the parade.
2: Wow.
3: And when, and she had the, the book in her hand, which says 1776. Yeah. And then Uncle Sam stood next to her, and uh, that's my one childhood memory of the Fourth of July.
2: My gosh, how did she get to be the person selected for that?
3: I, don't, I really don't know. I was just... Uh, I guess I was about ten years old.
2: Uh huh.
3: I really don't remember. Well, that is but I, pretty cool. You remember her being
2: in the parade? I, oh boy, I, I would think so. That is something really special. What did the kids do? Did you set off firecrackers? Did you have parties? Did you decorate? Oh, well,
3: we, during the war, you couldn't get fireworks. You, you were lucky if you got a sparkler. Uh huh. Didn't have any. Didn't have anything uh, to set off.
2: Yeah, well, of course it
3: we just exist. couldn't get things like that during the war. Uh
2: huh. So. Did you, you do anything you, special like luckiest, uh, picnics and campfires? Sometimes you
3: get these uh, cap pistols, you know.
2: You did have cap pistols. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Didn't that have? Um, about
3: all, that, that's about all we could have.
2: When for caps, um, I don't know about caps. Did, did they have little dots of gunpowder in them? Yes. Mm-hmm. The discharge, but you were and you were able to get that. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. We were able to get some of those. Yeah. But they were they were
3: quite old. Whoever sold them, they probably were around for a long time because some of them oh. didn't go off. <laughs> oh,
2: okay, so they, it was stock. It was like the cars. They sold new cars until they ran out of them after the uh, manufacturers went over to war production. When they were out of new cars, that was the end of it, but they still had some in reserve. They did that with whiskey, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I found that on an advertising site that um, uh, the five year old whiskey. Yes. Yeah, the stuff that they had put up, let's say, in 1938 or 39. Was available in 1944 as five-year whiskey, so they they did have some stock that was still available during the war. Not nearly as much as as they wanted, but I don't know that was pretty cool. <laughs> you know? There is there is something uh, good about fermenting stuff. It stays available. So, well, you know that was really great that you answered Walden's question. You you get a gold star and also some radio shows, John. What would you like? Oh,
3: my goodness, you're asking me that again.
2: <laughs> well, of course. I mean, every time you call in, if you answer a question correctly, I'm going to send you some radio shows, so you got to be prepared.
3: Yeah, well, see, my uh, the, the ones I would rather have are the ones that were during the war.
2: Oh, that's fine.
3: So uh, I would like to get, uh, like, the FBI peace and war.
2: Okay.
3: Uh, it has to be war time before I like
2: it. <laughs> peace and war. Okay, Um, I don't have that in my collection. I know where I can get it. I will get them, and I will get them out to you. That would be great. My pleasure. I'm very happy that you called in and that everything is fine. Have a good Fourth of July and enjoy your family and company.
3: I'll do
2: that. Thanks, John. Have a great night. All right, thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: 545 Bye. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. We're, we're really full of holidays. We today. are! We double dip around here all the time.
2: We we double dip. We've got 4th of July. We've got Christmas in July. Yeah. I have new shows. I have new stuff in my collection.
0: Ah, uh, only Patricia does that.
2: I do. I've got Family Doctor.
0: Yeah.
2: All 39 episodes.
0: Ah, uh, yes. That I, I, I remember when Doc Dale was recording that and he missed one episode. He was always looking for that. Even though, oh,
2: no. Even
0: though it was oh, a uh, mid 30s series huh? serial. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was. In, in, and it, it was hokey. To, oh, yeah. I guess that's a good word. But you know, back in the in the 30s and 40s, the kinds of soap opera type things and the image of a family doctor was hokey. It, I mean, it was it reflected real life. It, yep. You know, It was kind of Marcus
0: Welby-ish. But. Oh, well, I was just thinking one year I sent Dr. Dale or Dr. Christian, figuring he yeah, was somewhat somewhere appropriate. You know, the family doctor who made health calls and oh, okay. saw everybody. And then, of course, there was Dr. Kildare, who was hmm? the... Uh, your...
2: Lionel Barrymore? Grumble, grumble,
0: grumble. <laughs> <laughs> Almost it was interesting having your family doctor locked up in the hospital in New York City. Oh, well. You know.
2: Yeah, that that was interesting. And anybody who walked through the door always wound up in a hospital bed. Yeah, yeah Well, yeah. you know, she's she's had a bad appetite lately. Let's put her in and run. <laughs> Excuse me. You give her some jello and send her home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> when you when you and I mean I'm not I'm not being hypercritical. You get you can be being, pra-
0: you being practical because you know how a hospital works.
2: Well, yeah, but (laughs) even at that, my goodness. Okay, well, now, um, Dr. Christian I have because... Ron in Hawaii sent it to me, and Ron has sent me several. I'll, I'll list off some of them that he sent to me, and these are new to my collection. So.
0: Dr. Christian, we I know there's over 200 of those out there in the hobby, so.
2: 200
0: what? Dr. Christian radio shows.
2: I, I don't have them in front of
0: me. And, and, and you know what's so. Uh, there's a great trivia. What is so unusual about that radio show?
2: about Dr. Christian, mm-hmm. I have to listen to it before I
0: can tell you
2: that. <laughs> it's one of those that I've only listened to one or two. Well, that's
0: enough. That should be enough to give you a clue. Oh, but it was so long ago. I know,
2: but that's a good enough a clue. No, no, no. When we take a break with a fibra show later, I'll listen to a Dr. Christian, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll be able to tell you, okay? I mean, I can't answer if I don't have...
0: But, uh, but I think the audience could answer that one.
2: Only people who who listen to Dr. Christian...
0: I know. We will read about it on Wikipedia.
2: Yeah, googling is okay. And the, there was something unusual. There's something unusual about every show.
0: I know, but this one is very special because of the relationship with the audience.
2: Ah, <gasps> they did physicals in the audience. They had everybody take off their clothes, and they did EKGs and they checked their hearts and everything.
0: In today's in today's society, I can see that being happening, but. <laughs> Back, not back in 1937.
2: Take off your shirt and let me listen yeah, to your heart. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, not
0: that far. Yeah, yeah.
2: But anyway, I have Family Doctor in the collection now. Good. And Grand Ole Opry. Oh. And old Opry.
0: Which was a, which was the staple on Saturday night over WSM, which was an NBC affiliate. Uh
2: huh. And then they moved to WWVA, Wheeling, West Virginia. Ah. Oh. Yeah. And I was, they were there for a long time That's on true. that, on that uh, station. Right. Um. And big band remotes. I've got a collection of big band remotes, and I have a huge collection of One Night Stand music from the big band era.
0: Which was, for the people who may or may not know, that was the armed forces version. They would send the armed forces disc jockeys or uh, radio announcers in New York, or you know, whatever, and record these things, and then ship them, ship them to the troops. With their version of the one night stand, a big oh, band cool. remote.
2: cool. Yeah. Oh cool. Well, the big band remotes, I, as I say, I do have a collection of big band remotes. I came across this integrated collection it, it's big band remotes it's big band music it's one night stand so i haven't cross-referenced but it's an interesting collection if you want a little bit of everything
0: a little bit of this and a little bit of that okay yeah
2: and there's author's playhouse
0: Oh, i would to show out chicago and you could,
2: I don't know anything about Authors Playhouse, except that it looked
0: pretty classy. Yeah, it was a show out of Chicago, and occasionally, the ones I've heard, you can hear Curly Bradley play a role in that show. Curly Bradley was best known being Tom Mix. Tom
2: Mix, yeah. yeah. How interesting. Well, from Ron in Hawaii, he has added, and this is just a couple of what he has added to me. He's so cool. He listens. When I go through a list of shows that I have, he listens, and then when he realizes and recognizes that one isn't on the list, he goes out and he finds it for me, which I think is just so sweet. Okay, so recently he added Ford Theater and high-quality versions of Casebook of Gregory Hood and the Adventures of Frank Merriwell. I only had a handful of both of them, and the sound quality was not good at all. But this is really hot stuff. And Damon Runyon, some really good quality Damon Runyon shows. And uh, I'll, I'll listen more next week. But if there's anything in that pile that interests
0: someone. You have your old list? Maybe we haven't read out your old list in such a long time. Maybe that might spark a couple of new callers.
2: Oh, my goodness. As Shirley Temple would say, Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to change places to do that. (laughs) Um, Well, it depends on which... I can print it out. I mean, I've I've got hundreds here. So I, I will go through and... Come up with a list, and okay. you, and you pick, pick the genre here. Tell me what you want—detectives, or um, drama, or uh, adventure. Oh, you know what? If you do that, I can just go through because I got my pile right here. I've got all my all my discs in front of me, and they're categorized.
0: Oh, okay. Well, what what so, do the comedy pile first? So that when you get in the mood to read off some titles that maybe people can call in and win something, What just what do the comedy pile comedy. first?
2: Comedy. Okay, we've got. Harris and Alice Fay. We've got, of course, Fibber, McGee, and Molly. It's Higgins, sir. Uh, Fibber, 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 Fibber. Fibber. Uh, a Date with Judy from Ron. Ozzy and Harriet. The Harold Terry Show. Father Knows Best from Ron. Mel Blank. What is this one? Volume 1. Oh, Comic Book Heroes. How about that? Comic Book Heroes is a really nifty collection of people reading comic books. Nice. Meet Millie. Um, and this crazy collection of Dick Orkin. Yes. Serial, Tooth Fairy, Chicken Man, Masked Minuteman. Man, and I found I sent it to Nolan who is a big fan of this stuff. I found still another one. Yes, there is a Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> From the chicken man people <laughs> person. Jack Benny, Vic and Sade. Uh, Goon Show and Idiot Weekly is a British production, and some people like that one. We've got the Bickersons. got a whole big collection of Bickersons here. Um, Duffy's Tavern, Lum and Abner, Burns and Allen, Bob, Hope, Bob and Ray, Martin and Lewis from Ron, The Aldrich Family, Life with Luigi, Life of Riley, Halls of Ivy, Baby Snooks, Our Miss Brooks, the Great Gildersleeve, Eddie Cantor, Red Skelton, Fred Allen, and Easy Aces.
0: So if you're interested, you can call in. Your first-time caller, you get you get a bonus CD. If you are one of our, one or one of our family members. If you want to answer a question? You can pick from that category or something else. It's there for the asking. There for the asking. Mm-hmm. I might have a
2: couple of more in near the other computer, but I think that's a pretty good list to work from for now. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think? I think that's a good variety.
2: I think that's good. Yeah. We've done good. hmm
0: Now I just have to put them back here. I'll... I know. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Hope you Hope you enjoy the week off. You know, everybody, we're back here in the saddle again. I was up in Seattle broadcasting the uh, rep con- convention. I thank our buddy Paul Masryk, Finster in the chat room, for... Uh, Doing the engineering on that, and those people got a chance to hear what a convention sounds like. So, hope you got a good, good feel for what an old-time radio convention's all about.
2: It went well, yes? Yes. Yep. Cool. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Are we there?
0: We're here. Nobody, oh, okay. I nobody, heard, nobody... I, nobody you know, sometimes I disconnect myself. Nobody is paying attention to us.
2: Oh, see? You go away for a week and look what happens. The whole world disappears. <sighs> okay, I've also got a Dynamite Christmas music collection oh.
0: for 2011. To hit the 2011 feature bonus package from Patricia?
2: Well, yeah, we could do that because it includes. Yes. Are you ready?
0: Yes.
2: Um, Twas the Night Before Christmas Children's Stories. Hmm. 25 volumes of a holiday series that was put out. It's called True Value Happy Holidays. I don't know if it was the True Value Hardware. I I
0: I bet it was.
2: I can't – but, I mean, these are high-quality things. There are 25 albums in this. Um, I've got the Pickwick Papers, which is a a really nifty um, Christmas story. Right. Christmas Carol as Told by Vincent Price. Now, that's a new version. Yep, yep. Peggy Lee Christmas, Joe Stafford Christmas. Ah. Albums. These are all albums. Yes. Um – there's an album called Music to Your Ears, a collection of holiday music. It's a huge one. Right. Seven volumes of a Firestone series. They put one out every year.
0: Firestone, for ba- people who may or may not know, that was uh, that was part of the Monday Night Music series, both on radio and TV by NBC, sponsored by the Firestone people. And there was, a, I would say, like classical music.
2: Well, they did Christmas music. Yeah. This is good. Now, I know there are more than seven volumes out there. I went out checking wow. out on the internet, but I've got, I think it's volumes one through seven.
0: Wow. Which
2: is pretty cool. Um, Doris Day Christmas Collection. Good. Now, this one is just going to blow your mind. Yeah. Duke Ellington playing the Nutcracker Suite.
0: That is something else.
2: Is this too much or what? Um, oh. Dennis Day Christmas.
0: Well, album. Yeah.
2: um, And the story that he, the Dennis Day story, the boy who sang uh, For the
0: King. For the King, yeah. Great album.
2: Uh huh. It's an RCA Victor. Hmm. Chicken Man. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. (laughs) The serenade in the Glenn Miller style. Yeah. And an enormous collection of music from the 1940s. And it's called A Merry 1940s Christmas. So I think that's a pretty nifty collection, and that's
0: brand new. I mean, the that is nice.
2: Not. I mean, I've got a lot. I mean, you know how I am about Christmas. I know. Or Christmas. Christmas has a whole file drawer all by itself here. <laughs> but I have a Johnny Mathis CD question.
0: Oh, we've still got some around the house, huh?
2: Oh, my goodness, yes. We've got enough to last us until the end of the year.
0: <laughs> oh, wonderful. Okay.
2: Would you like to um, just tell how... Johnny Mathis
0: CD's got to be here? Sure. Well, for people who may or may not know, I had a long-time relationship with uh, George and Tess Russell. They were the big music uh, shakers and movies here in L.A. radio. Tess ran KMPC, which was Gene Autry's radio station. She was the, the girl Friday. And I think everybody in the music industry owed her a favor. And her husband, George, was Johnny Mathis' agent for over 45 years. And so, so when I needed help booking interviews, when Bill asked me and I asked Kitty, and uh, Tess became my official booker because... Everybody in the music industry owed her a favor, so I had practically everybody you can think of on the show in the early days. And George always put me on Johnny's new CD list. Uh, George passed away a couple of years ago, but the Johnny Mathis people haven't forgot us. And so they said, us Johnny's latest CD, and I called him, and they sent me a note, they said, do you want more for your listeners? And I said, yes. They sent us a great big box. And Patricia is the proud keeper of the flame. (laughs) I am the librarian. Yeah, she is the librarian. A
2: dozen, and we are giving them away to the person who answers a more difficult question.
0: Yes, and this is...
2: It's very hard, but a little bit more difficult than the other one.
0: This is a store-bought shrink rack, brand new, never been played. Uh,
2: Straight from the manufacturer type
0: Yes, uh uh-huh.
2: And, uh... No, no, there's nothing on here that says sample. There's nothing on here that says preview. It's, it is honest-to-goodness stuff that you would get in the store. It is brand-new, shrink-wrapped, and it is the most interesting collection of country music mm-hmm. by Johnny Mathis, and he does a wonderful job on it. The name of the album is Let It Be Me, and it's got Are You Ready?, What a Wonderful World. Two different versions of What a Wonderful World, which is a wonderful world Mm -hmm. of music. Uh, We know it from Louis Armstrong, Mm -hmm. and now we've got it from Johnny Mathis. Let It Be Me, Mm -hmm. Make the World Go Away, Crazy, which was a Patsy Cline, Southern Nights, You Don't Know Me, Love in Arms, Shenandoah, which is my favorite. I love that song. We Must Be Lovin' Right, I Can't Stop Loving You, Love Me Tender, and please help me, I'm falling.
0: Oh, good song,
2: Tyler. Yeah, it really, and it's a great album. I've yeah. listened to it. It really, I, you know, it, it just, when you say Johnny Mathis and country, it it, it kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. But it's Johnny Mathis, and he happens to be singing country. Mm-hmm. It's not country, and Johnny stuffs to himself in the middle of it. It really is a wonderful presentation of. Um, country music, good stuff. So now we have a Johnny Mathis CD question. Are we ready?
0: Let's she here? What's she here? Hmm. You, oh, you got sound effects? No, I was, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking of a crazy question. Oh no, I've got a crazy question. Oh okay, okay. Well, I've already got a question. I know, I know, but you I, know how I like to, I, uh, oh, I know. What flavor of chocolate ice cream? There's my, okay, go ahead, producer.
2: It's going to be a long night, I can tell. A very long night. Would somebody please call and get me out of my misery <laughs> Okay, Johnny Mathis CD. I mentioned Dennis Day a little bit ago. Dennis Day is best known for his work in two different radio programs. Not individual shows, but two programs. What are the programs?
0: There you go. And, and for the bonus one, what is Dennis Day's real name? Whoa. Yeah. I knew that, too. I know you did.
2: It's got an O in it.
0: Yep, it does.
2: It's an O something. Oh, dear. I'm toast.
0: I don't well, the O's not at the beginning, though. No. No, it's just somewhere in the name.
2: Um, I just remember. Somebody else is going to remember out mm-hmm. there, but... If you answer the question, Dennis Day is best known for his work in two different radio programs. What are those programs? Seven one four five four five two zero seven one.
0: And the other bonus question to that, I'll just throw it out there. Who is Dennis Day's sister-in-law? A famous movie actress who is still with us.
2: Sister-in-law?
0: Yes. His, his brother uh, was a doctor who married a famous movie actress. And Dennis' Um, Dennis brother just passed away within the last year or so. uh, And so the movie actress is still alive. And I'm just asking anybody can remember who she is.
2: You come up with the most intriguing goodies. (laughs) I mean, really intriguing Mm -hmm, goodies. mm -hmm. Okay, while people are thinking about Dennis Day, would you play our first Kate Smith Oh,
0: sure. The the 1st uh, of July one or the huh? Christmas in July? Christmas one. No, God Bless America. God Bless America. And it's a great trivia question about this, but we'll, we can ask that whatever.
2: <laughs> we have this. Kate Smith was the first person to sing God Bless America. There is a great piece of history behind it, and we, we'll talk about that when Cancel we come button. back. But Open this button. is the first presentation of God Bless America, she introduces the song, which I think adds something very special to this particular recording. And here we go. Can Castle we go with button.
3: it? Open button. Enter attachments. I
2: have to introduce a new song, God Bless America.
0: And that was Kate Smith in 1938, and we got Patricia, and we have our buddy John. John, you're back. How are you doing? I'm doing
3: fine. That, that was too easy, that question.
0: It was? What was yeah. the question?
3: Well, Dana, life, Day in the Life of Dennis of course, Jack Benny. Yes. And uh, his uh, his uh, real name is Patrick McNulty. All right. And his sister-in-law
0: is Oh, good. Okay. So what was the other second show? He He said Jack Benny, and what about the other show? He
2: said the other show. Okay, good.
0: Good. Man, you are good, John. You're cooking with gas. How many kids did he have? Dennis Day? Oh, he had a a bunch of He sure did. I don't remember that exact. I think it was either 9 or 11 kids. Oh, my. He was way up there. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, John, you got
2: yourself a Johnny Mathis CD. (laughs) How about that? (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was going to pull that on you one day about Ann Blythe.
0: You
2: were? I was going to ask you that question.
0: <laughs> well, well, what can I say?
2: You're not going to stump him. <laughs> it's a rough trip to try to stump Walden. Oh, uh, yeah. i afraid
0: so. Yeah, because he married Dennis' brother, who was a doctor, and I was looking on, on Ann Blythe's Wikipedia yeah. page, and he just passed away within the last two years or so. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's hard to believe that Dennis has been gone for 24 years. Yeah. Yeah,
3: it's
0: hard to I believe.
3: I liked him, too. He was a much better singer than, uh, he replace um...
0: That's a good question. Who did he replace? Oh,
3: what was his name? I can't, um... He went on to make some movies,
0: but... Yep, he, he, and he wound up raising cattle in Oregon.
3: Yeah, I can't remember his name. Now,
0: and he wound up being the singer on the Fred Allen show, and he had his own radio show in the mid 40s over ABC.
2: Yeah. what was his name? John, I can't help you. You have to answer that one.
3: <laughs> I know it as well as I do my own name. Just, it, it, it's
0: well, avoiding me now. That's true. That's true. Who was it? Kenny Baker.
3: Kenny Baker, that's
2: the one. Kenny, who it was. Baker, Kenny yeah. Baker. Did Kenny Baker
0: sing uh, on Super McGee and Molly at any time? No. No, it just see Mike, um especially in the thirty, it seemed to be the vogue that everybody liked to have tenors. Jack Benny yeah. liked tenors, Al- uh, Fermi and Molly in the 30s liked tenors. Everybody seemed to like tenors in radio. Well, uh,
3: I, th- I think Frank radio... Frank Parker was one of the first I can remember.
0: That's right, Frank Parker was early Jack Benny, and he still was going strong on the Arthur Godfrey show in the mid-50s. Yeah,
3: yeah he picked him up along with Mary and Marlowe, and they became quite a hit Yeah. on the Arthur Godfrey radio show.
0: Yep, yeah. and then Frank Parker had his own radio show... And then uh, I was asking Patricia two weeks ago, probably the most famous Irish, there's a good trivia question for you, John. Who was the most famous Irish singer on radio that had his own daily radio show for Coca-Cola?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness.
0: And his son later became a TV person. Yeah, I know it. And his son later became a famous TV personality. Morton Downey. That's right. Morton Morton Downey. Morton Downey. Downey. Coca-Cola, I remember. Yep. John, you're good. You are good, John.
2: (laughs) You are good. Okay, you've got the FBI in peace and war and Johnny Mathis coming. What a combination.
3: Okay, I won't hold you up any longer, but I I couldn't resist calling because I knew that.
2: Well, I'm so glad you called.
0: (laughs) Sounds good, John. You're good. You are good.
2: Okay, we'll talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Boy, uh, I think there's more people out there that are smarter than me.
2: Oh my goodness, I, you know, it just blows <laughs> me away when you and others come up with these answers, pluck them out from clouds. My goodness. Oh,
0: right, let's pull out our God Bless America trivia questions. There's a good one. All right. Um, when did when did Irving Berlin write the song? That's my first question.
2: I know that.
0: Okay. And who gets all the royalties for God Bless America? It's split. Ah, it's now split. Okay. I,
2: I believe it always was split.
0: I never knew that. I just knew, I, I my understanding went to one organization.
2: Hmm. How interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'll go dig around on that. But it, it it was my understanding that Irving Berlin's side went to the Boy Scouts of America. Correct. And Kate Smith's side went to the Girl Scouts.
0: Ah, never knew that. That's in, I, I always knew about Irving Berlin's. Portion of I the have, money.
2: I have to go do some
0: homework. Well, maybe Irving Berlin had the music publishing rights, and maybe Kate Smith was with her, with her performance rights.
2: And the recording of it, the yeah. performance, yes. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know who got the larger amount of money. Oh,
0: Irving Berlin, by hand, down, the, the uh, publishing rights is where the money's at. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: That's where. I, I it, mean,
2: you know, I, she, it, these things are still selling. Her, her material,
0: and God Bless America is still up on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. I just think the performance rights they get every time it's sent at a a, uh, stadium.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Indeed. You know,
0: we know uh, Silver Bell because Jay Livingston told Frank, because he told myself, that one is still getting 50 years later, plus over six figures a year. Just think what God Bless America would be cranking out. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, Patricia. Of it, um, Patricia. Yes. You're a writer. Yes. You know, I mean, it I might be, know. it might be easier to write a song. I don't think. And and, and get, think of the, think of the monetary value of just writing one song.
2: It has to be sold, sung, published, and popular. <laughs> That's a big order. No, I would not insult the songwriters by assuming in any way that I could cross over into that medium. That is a special group Well, you think
0: just one little song could set you up for life, Patricia?
2: Yeah, well.
0: Just three minutes. <laughs> Talk to
2: Ronnie Millsack. <laughs> He'll fill you in on, on this. It, it was really cute. When he won his first award, I guess it was a Grammy, uh-huh. uh, they, they introduced him. Introduced him as a young and new rising star. He said, "I wonder, I wonder where they were for the last 20 years."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, there, You're on the air.
2: Hello. Hello, Fred. Oh, hi, Fred. How in the world are you? Oh,
0: I'm better today. I've been sick all week. Oh, that's yeah. No fun. Yeah, the flu. A summer flu. That's nothing worth being sick with. A summer flu I know, in the summertime.
4: Getting better. Uh, I marched in my town's uh, 4th of July parade today. That was fun.
2: Hooray! Great. Oh, great. All right. Well, you know what the theme is for tonight, right?
4: Uh, no. I just heard the Dennis question. And you got me all confused.
2: <laughs> I have you confused?
4: Yeah. Because you were like, oh, there's an O in it. Yes, there's an O in it. Patrick Menolpi doesn't have an O in it.
2: Well, I, no, it, I, I was thinking like an O'Donnell, or,
0: but you know what? I should. Isn't it Owen Patrick Eugene McNulty? Well is it McNulty? Couldn't that be spelled with an O? No, it's McNulty, right? Oh, there. Owen, though, isn't that part of his name? Dennis McNulty. Dennis Patrick McNulty? But remember, Patricia
4: said his name has an O in it. Not true.
0: No? Well, Patricia, we get. Dennis Patrick O. McNulty. Yes. Oh, well, that is yes. okay. that it? Yes. Dennis, it's all day Patrick McInnoctis the <laughs> I was
4: scratching my head trying to figure this out. Mission
2: is confused, you know that.
4: I'm all confused.
2: So the theme tonight is 4th of July memories. What did you do? But anyway, hello. You always come up with some great
0: stuff, Fred. What did you do? You there? Yeah, it sounds like we got a windstorm over there.
4: Uh, here? Yeah. No, no. You okay? I lost, probably lost contact there for a second, though. So, what is the theme tonight?
2: I, the theme is 4th of July. 4th of July, memories. What did you do when you were a kid on the 4th of July?
4: When I was a kid on 4th of July, uh, what, what did I do?
2: What did
4: you do? Well, I'll tell you, my favorite 4th of July story is uh, up until I was about five years old, and old enough to know better, my dad was born on the 4th of July. Ah! And so, up until I was about four or five, he had me believing that he was so special that everybody celebrated his birthday.
2: Oh, my goodness.
4: Yeah, he was that important. And I believed him, you know, prayed you go to the fireworks, and he'd say, yep, oh, see, that's for, that's for your dad's birthday. <laughs> What, oh. two,
0: what two famous entertainers claim July 4th at their birthday?
4: Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, uh, I'm going to guess. John Wayne?
0: I don't think it's John Wayne. I'm thinking music, too. That might help.
2: Um, well, I know one.
0: Okay. I could cheat real easy. I know. I'm well, like I'm, I'm cheating. cheating, cheating day, che- I che- cheating's available. Okay. Cheating. Yes, cheating. We can show you... You're loud cheating, huh? Yeah, who's- the, who, Patricia? Stephen Foster. I did not know that. I, I don't think- I did not know- Elf, was, uh, Mitch Miller. Yeah, I didn't think of Mitch. I was thinking two other fa- more famous people. Really? Yeah.
2: More famous than Mitch Miller? Yes. I know Ann Landers and
0: Abigail Van... Yeah, these can be more famous. These will be legendary all-time music performers.
4: I have no idea. I
0: don't know. Joyce M. Cohan he was born on 4th July, and Louis Armstrong. Oh, okay. course, George and I knew that. My dad would have been, let's see, this is 2011, mm-hmm.
2: he'd have been 79 Monday. Wow.
4: 79. 79,
0: yep. Oh, we have a book you know, for
4: My favorite holiday besides Christmas the fourth is 4th of July.
2: It's really, why?
0: What's Vermont like on the 4th of July? You guys have a big parade? What What is it like? Brandon's
4: special. Mm-hmm. We have the biggest 4th of July parade in all of New England. Wow. Yeah, it's huge. We spend, uh, we spend, uh, I don't know, $15,000 of our own money, just the town itself, putting it on. We have a uh, big thing. That they have the parade at the beginning of the day, and they, well, last starts around 1 in the afternoon, and then they have... Uh, things going on in the park and then we have a uh, all afternoon they, you know vendors and they sell chicken and hot dogs, hamburgers, all kinds of stuff. And then over in the where they have the fireworks at night, we used to have a, a, a place called the Brandon Training School, which used to be for a uh, development developmentally disabled adults, I guess is the politically correct term. Um and it's since closed, but the grounds are still there, and they still do the fireworks there. So they have a big thing there all day with kids' activities, face painting, and all that. And it ends with the fireworks at night. So it's a whole big day.
0: Who raised, people who, from all over? Who puts in the fifteen thousand? Is it like the Lion Club or who? How did they get the fifteen thousand? It taxpayers. Taxpayers. Wow. Yep,
4: taxpayers put it. Uh, we get a lot of people in. You know, I mean the governor. We're here today. A lot of politicians come in, march in the parade. Uh, we get bands and, and fire departments from you know from all over the state, all over New England, actually. It's huge, it's huge. And we, I'm in the Sons of the American Legion, and the Legion, we pretty much lead it off. It starts with the, uh, the lead police car, and then uh, our group goes first, which is really cool. Because we get to go through the whole parade, do it, and then we can just pull off and sit there and watch the parade. Sure. Yeah, see
2: the
4: whole thing, oh, too. That's
2: kind of sneaky, you know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of neat. How, how, year, how long do you guys... Oh, how big is really at
0: the, cool. how big at the parade? I, I know the Rose Bowl parade, I think, is five to six miles. How long is, is the one that... Oh, we're
4: not even a mile.
0: You're not even a mile? Maybe... Oh.
4: Maybe a mile. It's
2: um, a lot of parade.
4: The whole thing, though, is probably, I mean, the parade, the length of the parade, the, the, the actual parade length is longer than the parade route. The line-up is probably about two and a half miles long, there's just people, there's all kinds of action. People come in and, you know, uh, line-up, and line-up takes forever. Uh, <laughs> again, we're lucky because we're right up front, so we're pretty easy. But uh,
2: If I'm hearing a it, the parade
4: moves a mile, but it's oh, it's packed. The whole downtown is packed. Um, unlike the Memorial Day parade, which is over in ten minutes, you know, it's a whole different deal. Yeah.
3: Um,
4: but well, we started this, I think probably 25 years ago, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. I don't know who got the idea. I don't know how they promoted it, but it became it's, it's a tradition now and. It brings a lot of people into town, so. I guess it's a good thing for the businesses and all that. That
2: That's really neat. I, I still think the poor people on the end ought to be able to rotate. I mean, by the time these guys get finished, everybody's dispersing.
4: You mean the guys on the very end of the parade? Yeah. You mean the guys at the back?
2: The very end.
4: Yeah, well, I'm not gonna complain. They got us up front every year. I'm gonna stay there.
2: You're not the, gonna. <laughs>
4: the other I mean, we'll go wherever they tell us. But that just seems to be where they want to line us up. I mean, we're not the only legion either. I think it's because we are the local legion we go first. There's legions from all over the state marching it.
2: Either that, or they want to get rid of you first.
4: That could be too.
2: Yeah.
4: That could be. I was a grand marshal three years ago.
2: No joke. Oh, why?
4: That was really cool. What it was was it was supposed to be the. It was my last year as commander of the Sons of the American Legion, and it was supposed to be the commander of the Legion, but he didn't—he didn't march in it. He wasn't feeling well, so they announced me as the Grand Marshal. Oh,
2: I'm glad. Yeah. What does the Grand Marshal do?
4: Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You're just the, the celebrity of the parade. The, you go first. Is- You're first in line.
2: Never when-
4: behind the police car.
2: When Fibber McGee was the Grand Marshal, and you're
4: the Grand Marshal, you're the, the, you know, I don't, I don't know what the tradition is, what it means. uh, That's a good question, actually.
2: Am am I, when Fibber McGee is the Grand Marshal, there was a program where he was the Grand Marshal of a parade, and he wore his old air raid warden's hat, and they thought he had a boiler, a boiler pot, that he had a metal pot on his head. You did not wear a metal pot. Yeah, I to... some kind of like, like King of the, you know, like King of the Prom type thing. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't uh, get any crown or a baton or any special ribbon? No,
4: know? I didn't get anything for it. They just said, I, they just announced me as Grand Marshal.
2: Oh, but I mean, you didn't get, you, did you get to wear anything special, like a no. sash?
4: Nope. Nothing? Nothing. Not... They put something on your car.
2: I want to protest.
4: On the vehicle you're in. I would have protested. Um, or in my case, I was in a, uh, I was, yeah, I was in a car that year. Um, so they put something on your car that says Grand Marshal.
2: Oh, okay, all right, I'll, live, I'll, I can live with that.
4: Yeah. So they do recognize. And, and of course, we have a, a, center area downtown where they announce everybody as you should go by. Mhm. So they would announce me as that too, which was kind of cool. Um, I enjoy it. It's as far as. Like, holidays, like I said, I like Christmas season better, but as far as the actual day, this is my favorite day of the year. Wow. Love being in the parade, and
2: huh?
4: I just think like, it's really cool. But
2: well, you can get a today.
4: And then I get to the, our local Lions Club, which I'm also a part of, does a, uh, a thing in the park where they sell chickens, half chickens.
0: Yeah.
4: Barbecued for seven bucks. So I always reserve my chicken, and <laughs> what uh,
0: What half do you get, the front or the back?
4: Uh, I think you're just gonna take your... I think it's right or left, not front or back. <laughs> Help
2: me up a little...
4: Yeah, I think I got the left side this year, I'm not sure. Well, but but for can't... seven bucks, you get a half a chicken. For nine bucks, you get a meal.
2: Right.
4: Which is like a little potato salad and a few other things. Chicken. Sure. But I usually reserve a half a chicken. And I go get it after, uh, I do the
0: parade, you know, I line up and do the parade, and the Legion usually has a little lunch for us, and I go grab my chicken, and I bring that home, and I eat that at night. So, how long did, how long, what the process do your club do to prepare the chicken? I mean, here, here like a two, three day barbecue, barbecue roasting thing? How do they do it? They do it, I don't, I don't cook the
4: chicken, but I they do it
0: right there. Right on the spot, huh? Right
4: on the spot. Um, they buy them, they, they take some orders, and then they, they cook them right there and they sell them right there. Nice. Uh, and, you know, they've done it for so many years, now they know right where to go to get the chicken, and we're always looking ahead for a special buys on the chicken, you know. That type of thing. I need to send so Kim. a really good fundraiser for
0: us. So. I, I need to send Kim Bragg over there because that's her favorite thing to eat. A barbecue chicken. That's what she always likes on her ah, birthday. That's
4: cute. Uh, he does. They do a heck of a job. I'll tell you, it is always good. It's so good. Yeah. Like, um, is it finger licking good? Yes, it is. All right. All right. Are you it in is. the market? So anyway. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. That's my. I guess that was my Fourth of July story. My dad fooled me into believing he was something special for years.
2: I think that is pretty
4: cool. Uh, well, in fact, I think I was probably in third grade before I figured it
2: out. Well, then is Fred having trouble hearing me because uh, something on our end or his end?
0: I, I, it's just wow man win.
2: No, I, there, there's something else going on here. Fred, can you hear me okay?
0: No, I can. Yeah, I'm turning Fred up.
2: Okay, you, you turn him up or me up. I turned both you guys up. Now I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're, you're fine. I, I knew I was getting lost in the in the shuffle here somewhere. Um, you hit the jackpot tonight. I did. Yeah.
4: How did I hit the jackpot?
2: Jackpot because today is your favorite day. <coughs> and if you answer a question, I can send you some of the new Christmas music that I have. Oh, cool. But well I'll try. All
0: right, we're going to do horses tonight. <coughs> What's the question? Horses tonight. Uh, she's riding, my question is, she's riding six white horses. Who, who, who's she? What?
4: I don't know. Oh,
0: I don't know if she's coming around the mountain. I know. At, at that cell, she's riding six white horses. Here she comes. So I want to know who's she. I don't know. Oh, well. All right, Patricia, you have the official your question. All I know is that she'll be coming around the mountain. That's right. <laughs> Here she comes. Yeah,
4: but I don't know who she is,
0: though. But she's riding six white horses. You know that. Yeah, I
4: know that.
0: Yeah. Question? Yes, Patricia? Not
2: you, Walden. <laughs> Still waiting for questions. All right. <laughs> Tonight. Who rode the horse? Papoose.
4: Papoose?
2: Uh, oh, Fred, I'm heartbroken.
4: And I like westerns too. Papoose. He was a kid, right? He was a boy. A little boy. little boy. Was
0: he not? <laughs> was he not? Am I right as far as that so far? It, was, it sounds familiar, but I can't. Well, you're so far you're right on the money. It was a little kid. Yep. Uh Beaver,
4: um uh, Yes,
2: yes, 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 yes.
4: What the heck, uh Oh, I'm I can't believe I'm drawing a blank here. Uh what was name it? not little beaver, right? Yeah,
2: little beaver.
4: Yeah. Okay. So do I win? Yeah,
2: of course you win. Of
4: course you win. I'm losing to you again.
2: Whole bunch of stuff here. Are you in?
4: I don't hear you.
2: You don't hear me?
0: Hello. Uh, can you hear me now, Fred? Now I can hear you. Okay, go ahead, Patricia. All right. Are we are we back on here? Yes. Did I win? You won. You won the grand prize. I knew You I won. You won a six day trip and staying at your house. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have any chores to do either. Okay. <laughs> Are you
2: into? You're gone again.
0: I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Walden. go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go, you're go, go ahead. I'll, I'll help relay. Go ahead, Patricia. He he just you won the question, little pa, little Beaver. So what? So what? All what right. are you offering, Patricia?
2: Are you into older, like 1940s music? Yeah.
0: Uh, yes. Especially if it's Christmas music. Christmas music from the 1940s is good.
2: 1940s, you've got
0: it. So that's what she'll send to you, Fred.
2: Okay, so I'm going
4: to get some 1940s Christmas
0: music. You got it. Right, beautiful. Cool. Well, you guys have a good night. All I'll right, Fred. A... We will talk to you soon. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. I was looking for a little beaver. Okay, we're going to try to help Fred. Oh. In fact, I did find a little beaver. You did find little I did find little Beaver, be little beaver's gonna be a I'm gonna have two little beavers next Friday night, everybody. And just get you in the mood. Well, I guess I don't need to. Hello there, you're on there. Hello, hello, it's Ralph. Hi Ralph. How are
2: you doing?
0: Good. How are you folks?
2: We are fine. Oh, oh, oh. Oh,
0: I gotta turn my radio down. Okay. This is, this is our this is our delay. This, I guess everybody's out of practice. I went and played hooky for one week, and everybody's out of practice. You see what you made us do?
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. And I'm really sorry about this. Can you turn me down one notch? Uh huh. I'm I'm so sorry. I I don't I, you know when Fred calls, we I have a terrible time communicating with him, and then suddenly my brains are being blown out. Hi, Ralph. How you doing?
3: Oh, well up here in the mountains.
2: Do we have a chicken?
3: No, chickens.
2: Chickens? Oh, you know what? Next time you call Ann, Ralph, would you do something for me? Sure. Would you lie and tell me you have a chicken?
3: Oh, uh, well, i got to tell you about the chicken. <laughs> I have a chicken.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: Little, It's a little brown chicken.
2: Yeah?
3: Uh, and it's... Uh, its name is Patricia.
2: Yeah, that one, that one.
3: And it's very, very cute.
2: Ah.
3: How is this rooster, his name is Walden.
0: <laughs>
3: he won't leave Patricia alone. That is
0: true. <laughs> and when he, when he dies, when he dies, she just doesn't know what to do with herself for a whole week. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, this is getting rough. Yeah, you get no know, chicken, but we, we did get a big... Uh, Um, a big roasted turkey breast this weekend, does that count?
2: Um, no. No. No, I mean, gee whiz, I don't want a turkey breast for cooking named after me.
3: Uh, I think she's hard to please. That's all I have.
2: Uh, okay. Uh, I guess I'll just have to wait. And things are going well in Northern California, I take it?
3: Yeah, we got summer weather here. It's uh, just bouncing off 100.
2: Oh, my gosh. I had no idea it got that hot.
3: Oh, yeah. Up where we are, uh, like 35 miles uh, downhill from us, they get they get about 6, 8 degrees hotter than we do. Wow. The hills. But, you know, you know it's great every night. Yeah. If the sun goes down, the whole place just cools off. It's great. And no humidity to speak of.
2: Perfect for chickens.
3: Yeah, it's good for chickens.
2: For chickens. So what kind of a 4th of July story do you have to tell? Oh,
3: my goodness. What happened? I, don't, I don't think I have one.
2: Well, when you were kids, did you celebrate the 4th of July?
3: Mm. It was never, I don't think it was a big thing. Uh, you know, I, we, we knew it existed, but you know, <laughs> we, we, were, we were in the city and nobody had any money. There was no fireworks to speak of.
2: Yeah. It wasn't a
3: big. It wasn't a big deal. <clears throat> we, we knew we were the Fourth of July, but that's it.
2: Yeah. What what kind of things? Did you do what the, um, the kinds of holidays? Uh, um, obviously, Christmas you celebrated, but were there any holidays during the year that you celebrated, like Memorial Day or Veterans Day or?
3: Yeah, like Halloween was a big thing.
2: <laughs> Halloween was your big thing. I remember that.
3: Yeah, Halloween was a big thing, and uh, we're hot
2: stuff, and that was
3: Thanksgiving and Christmas. So those are the.
2: You are hot stuff at at Halloween. You you start gathering your Halloween questions for us because it's coming, okay?
3: Okay. (laughs) Won't be long.
2: Did you listen to any of your samplers yet?
3: Uh, I did a few, and I I guess I told you I got locked in on Damon Runyon.
2: Ah, uh, and I've, I made your, your Damon Runyon CD that, that is thanks to Ron in Hawaii because he sent them to me, and um, that's all ready to go out.
3: That's great. You know, I, I had forgotten how much I used to enjoy them when I was a kid.
2: Well, I had never heard them before. and
3: Oh, my.
2: Well, I heard two. Um, and both of them were Christmas. I found them as Christmas shows, and they were wonderful. I just loved them, but I had never heard of any others or heard any others. And Ron sent a bunch to me, and those are the ones that I'm I'm sending to you. And I just loved them. I listened to easily four or five of them this week, and they were such fun. So I'm on your side. I agree.
3: I think they are just very well done. Excellent voice characterizations. And,
2: and I, I recognized a couple of the voices. One of them on one of the shows this week, I recognized Gerald Moore, Philip Marlowe, as one of the major characters in the show. And that was fun. It's, it's fun when I can recognize some of the voices.
3: It's, it's very hard for me to put a face with the voices you know.
2: I don't know. I'm okay on the obvious ones. Philip Marlowe is such a distinctive voice. Um, you know, Gerald Moore as as Philip Marlowe. He has a really special voice. There's, there's nobody who comes close to him, so he was an easy one to pick out. The other one, John Brown, I know, uh, Broadway. He's the one Oh,
3: yeah. To- yeah. We talked about him last week.
2: Uh-huh. He did Digger O'Dell and Gillis, the next-door neighbor. and Right.
3: And, and you said you did it by friend Irma also?
2: Irma, Irma's um, boyfriend, yeah. Uh, Al. Al, right, Al, so... Can
3: he called it chicken.
2: Oh, yes, yes, how you doing, chicken? <laughs> he was so good.
3: I he used to call up his friend. Say, hello, yo.
2: <laughs> right, right, fun stuff, fun stuff. Okay, are you in the market for some questions tonight?
3: Well, maybe a little bit. I can always try.
2: I'm into horses tonight. Want to go for a horse?
3: Okay, I like horses.
2: I like horses. Okay. Do you it how 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 do you like Well, you really like horses? I mean, really? I didn't can, can you name television horses too? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: few ways.
2: Like. Okay. I've got one that just ble-